The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Welcome everybody for the Monday night meditation. My name is Sajan Modito, if you don't know me. And I'll be teaching the meditation today. We've had a um, three-day Easter retreat going here, but uh, so I feel slightly over-talked. I don't know how much I have to say. <laughs> but I'm sure there's something always in me. So we have a... I was asked to tell the format, so we're going to have a little bit of... I tell something about meditation or basic Buddhism. Then we're going to have... A, I think 30 minute meditation, perhaps 40 minutes, 45, okay, 45, 45 minute meditation. And then we have another Q&A or something, whatever happens at the end. I was just discussing there with Ajahn uh, Sadar, he's, he's back here in the city center, came here for the week and we both, we thought we, we have Alzheimer's. We, we were quite sure of it. <laughs> I, I can start feeling the effects. <laughs> it's interesting how sometimes the mind starts worrying about those things. And um, my father's getting slightly starting to be a bit forgetful more and more. He's got Alzheimer's. He was diagnosed a few years ago. And I, I noticed, I mean, I don't see him that often, but I talked to mom and mom said, he's getting worse and worse. So what can you do? Body just does what the body does. And um, so we were talking about it with the Ajahn Sadhu and uh, like I said, we both thought we have dem <laughs> uh, dementia or Alzheimer's. But uh, one thing perhaps what, there's not much you can do about Alzheimer's unless you get the medication early stages, but after that doesn't help that much. But perhaps if you have a strong mindfulness, we were talking about mindfulness here the last two days, if you have a strong mindfulness, that would perhaps helps with your with your mind. I don't know how much it. Well, actually, that being said, I've asked Ajahn Brahm, my teacher, because he's both of his Ajahn Brahm's mother and his grandmother had a, a dementia, and they both um, both died on that. They were at the end; they didn't know anybody. So I asked Ajahn Brahm, Ajahn Brahm has um, first-hand knowledge, of course, somebody who's got dementia, and I asked Ajahn Brahm one time, what would happen if somebody who's really on the path, who's got a strong mindfulness, could they get Alzheimer's or dementia? And Ajahn Brahm thought about it, and he said he doesn't think so. If you would have a very, very strong mindfulness, you wouldn't... Yeah, perhaps your mindfulness would... I, I didn't ask him further, maybe I should have, but I think the mindfulness would... You would the brain would be deteriorating the same way, but the mindfulness would override that. When you really, really... Your mindfulness is strong, your thinking goes really down, or you don't really pay attention so much on your thinking mind. 
you don't value it as much. Um, so I guess the mindfulness would sort of override that disease. And anyways, happy mind is a healthy mind, sometimes being said. I think if you practice meditation, practice mindfulness, and one of the key things we talked about today afternoon when I was teaching mindfulness practice and meditation, one of the key things the Buddha said, you know you're on the path if your mind is happy. There's this higher and higher happiness is what comes from the meditation practice. Your mind is, there's all kind of Pali words which is being used in the suttas. Contentment, happiness, rejoice, all those things. You know your meditation and mindfulness practice is going well if your mind is elated, is happy. That's how you know your meditation is going well. Word, the world doesn't affect us so much anymore once you have practiced meditation to a deeper level or your mindfulness is stronger it's interesting what happens once your mind starts calming down certain aspects doesn't affect us anymore of the mind the discursive thoughts, the doubting mind. I've, many times I've said here, one of the things I have is I have a lot of doubts. But when my meditation goes well, when I meditate more and it's going well, my mindfulness is stronger all throughout the day. The doubt, that questioning mind disappears. I could say completely. It comes back once in a while when I'm more stressed. I don't have so much time to meditate. I don't put enough effort. I forget I should put in the effort of being mindful and meditate more. That doubting mind comes back. But once you get a glimpse of what clear mind is, you know the difference when you don't have a clear mind. You know the difference when you have doubt in your mind. You know the difference when you have a lot of anger in your mind. Whatever your mind gives you. And once you know something, which is really nice, which is like for me, is that doubt that mind which is all the time telling me you're not good enough. I'm sure you have, a lot of us, we have the same kind of things I have. You might have different, different things. You might have anxiety is a common question for us. A lot of people have anxiety. You might have anxiety. Once, you have been, once you've been one time away from that, those kind of thinking, that kind of thinking mind. You see how pleasurable it is, and that gives you a taste of freedom from yourself. 
And this is the taste of freedom. We really, it is just the beginning of the path. Obviously this path, being this is a Buddhist center, I'm a Buddhist monk, we teach all the way to Nibbana. This is not just a stress, stress reduction, what are we doing here? That's not the aim. But it is one of the benefits we get in the beginning. And it's a huge benefit. And it's very tangible. You can see it for all of you. You can see it in your life. Who wants to be depressed if you can be away from the depression, even just for a moment? Who wants to have a lot of doubt, anxiety, whatever you have? There's no question that you once those thoughts, that kind of feeling has been removed. You don't want it back. But we tend to forget. We tend to forget that you managed to get out of that mind state. So we need, you need encouragement. Come back, come back to the Buddhist society. Keep back, you know, come back with the meditation. Practice mindfulness all the time. You will forget. But if you keep coming here, week after week, year after year, it gets better. So have that trust. Don't just think, oh, it didn't work now. I'm a lousy meditator. Maybe it doesn't work for me. It works for everybody. This path, the Buddha said, it's a path which is well-worn. These footsteps have been taken from by many people not just you we all have different things in our mind but they're still very similar like I said from the beginning you really try, start seeing that the, the practice works when the mind is happy and it gets more and more refined the happiness it doesn't mean you'll be doing cartwheels tomorrow after this meditation or tonight. Perhaps not. It might, might be like that. I would be really excited if you do. But the happiness is this kind of happiness of contentment, happiness at being at ease. That is actually the happiness we are aiming here. Oh, it's such a bliss. What a relief it is when you don't have that one person following you from place to place when you have a, a, um, a break from yourself at least it, for, it is for me because for me I follow everywhere if I would be starting following you I bet you, you would get pretty tired after a couple of days but imagine I have to deal with me every day since I wake up and until I go to sleep but only when I have once in a while, I have this nice, calm day, mind meditation, you like, then I see, oh, this is nice. It's nice to take a break from yourself. That's the best holiday you can have. So that's the best encouragement I can give you. Keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. It might not work today. Maybe it doesn't work this week when you meditate but you're chipping away and one point you will see
today was a good day because I wasn't doubting myself because the anxiety was gone for a while. There's a certain kind of meditations which are perhaps more effective for that. But it all starts from a really basic point of kindness, compassion towards yourself, being, being at ease with your own mind. It really starts from, from a place of starting to see what makes you happy. Sometimes we call it sense restraint, uh, restraint, we have things like we call keep your precepts, have your sila right, meaning have your kindness. I like the translation of kindness, sila. You start finding out what makes you tick. What makes your mind to certain things? Why am I anxious now? What makes my doubting mind worse? Like I've seen, I can clearly see for myself if I don't meditate enough, if I'm not mindful enough to bring the attention here now. All the work really should be done before you meditate, if we strictly speaking about meditation. The work is the mindfulness practice, the day-to-day -day practice. And then when you meditate, hopefully you'll be able to just let go, let go, let go, and things disappear. Otherwise it's a bit of a struggle, you're putting up a struggle, and it's too much work. The meditation doesn't really work. Meditation should be just allowing things to calm down, calm down, disappear. But for day-to-day -day activity, I would just say, look, have a mindfulness of your body once in a while. Bring your attention to the party part where you feel the anxiety, where you feel the stress, where you have the doubt. It manifests different places and perhaps you don't have a clear label, whatever even that mind state is, but it manifests on different parts of your body, whether it's your, your neck gets tight, stomach ache stomach ache is very common at least for me you might be grinding your teeth when there's a lot of anxiety in your mind and physically be kind towards your body again example from my own life i used to grind my teeth all the time since i was child when i was stressed you know when you have your exams and things like that the stress builds up and then you I end up grinding my teeth the only time when I wanted to stop it, and I haven't really had it ever since, is since I became a novice. That's 12 years ago when I went to monastery. And I really put effort that every time the grinding comes, that I start feeling the stress. I start, you start grinding your teeth. Really put effort. That's okay. It's fine. No need to do that. It took me about a couple months, really, the effort of just relax. Don't worry about it. Just be kind toward my body. Once in a while, sometimes I get, I get stressed. Even as a monk, we sometimes we have responsibilities. 
I get stressed, I need to be things that I, I catch myself, it's coming, it might happen. So I just, um, but I've managed to be, really keep it down. So it's good for my teeth, just physically it's good for my teeth. Whatever it is, like I said, stomach is a quite a, quite a common place where you have nervousness on your shoulders, you're carrying the world on your shoulders. But that's the mindfulness practice, the day-to-day -day practice you need to do. You need to do that. It supports the meditation. But let's try to meditate a little bit, just calmness meditation, and see what happens. I will be talking quite a bit, perhaps. Just a warning. Sometimes I get criticized of talking too much, but but I will give you some time off as well. So just have a comfortable position, seat, wherever you're sitting, whether it's on the ground or on a chair. Have a sip of water if you think you, you might be thirsty for. It's a nice, beautiful evening here, raining outside, it's very, I don't know, romantic is the right word, but <laughs> very, very nice time to be inside. So take your time in the beginning, make sure you have a comfortable seat. Make sure you have your phone on silent, by the way. <laughs> Sometimes we get phone calls and if you haven't put your phone, if, even if you doubt now, you still have time, really look at your phone and put it on silent, don't, don't disturb, because it is like a um, breaking a glass when you get into nice calm state and if the phone rings it really jolts us all of us so just to be polite towards all of us so once you feel that you really are comfortable enough aim it to be 70% don't think you're going to be 100% comfortable now just good enough then just start breathing into your stomach all the way just relaxing breaths <sighs> breathing in deeply and sighing out all the problems of the world. For a little while, we have nothing to do and nowhere to go. How nice it is to be here, nice and warm, with all the friendly people around you.
move your neck a little bit on your shoulders if you feel that there's tension there make sure you relax your shoulders and your neck how often we don't pay attention to your on our shoulders or on the neck so if you feel there's a little tension there you can move your neck Make sure your shoulders are nice and soft. There's no formal way of sitting which gets you far. The best way to sit is comfortable. And if the body naturally moves during the meditation, just allow it to move. When you're sitting, just allow the body to move. The body knows what to do. The body knows how to heal itself. If you allow it, it will do it. So I will try to take you for a little holiday. And this holiday is hopefully away from you. We're going somewhere where we are going to be sitting alone in this comfortable place, wherever you feel safe. First thing we need to leave behind is our body. to the extent that it's not disturbing us. It is comfortable enough to just to sit there by itself. So make sure you relax your feet. Starting from your right foot Feel that the right foot and the toes are nice and soft and kind and gentle. And the same with all the toes in your left feet. Look at them kindly. And going up from your right leg up to your knee, to your pelvis, 
with the pelvis bone and the, the whole pelvis region nice and relaxed and the right leg down from the pelvis region to your knee and below the knee make sure they are nice and soft they are almost sitting by themselves and your back has to be nice and soft no tension on your back the back will find its own curvature it stays up on its own there's nothing you have to do and going again to your shoulders if there's any more tension there on your shoulders make sure your right shoulder is pulling down on its own by the weight of the right hand it's pulling down the right shoulder oh how nice it feels let the right shoulder relax and the more kindness you give it the more it relaxes and saying with the left shoulder how pleasurable it feels to let the shoulder droop and the left hand pulls it down just relax relax In both of your hands, your right hand and your left hand resting softly on your lap. They've been working so hard for you all this today, picking up many things, but now you just let them rest there. They don't really belong to you. They're just hands. Just muscles and bones and sinews all together by skin. Same as the rest of your body. Can you feel the lungs inside of you? Filling up with air and exhaling. You can imagine there are like two bags. 
just filling with air and the air gets pushed out by the muscles below the lungs you can imagine the heart inside of you hopefully getting more and more relaxed and the pulse goes down and you are kind towards your body and all the other organs which are working there in a harmony in your body doing their work if you have any attention in your guts try to look at it kindly kindly eyes breathing to your lower stomach and let the attention go no need to worry with your stomach really give it all the kindness you can just breathing into your stomach and let it out and if there is tension in your stomach don't try to push it away it's good enough the only thing you have to do is be kind towards your guts And hopefully when you're sitting, paying attention to different parts of your body, from the neck down you start feeling like you are sitting, but the body does all the work. It's almost like you're suspended in the warm water. You don't have to do anything, let the body do the work. If the body wants to move, allow it. Allow the body to heal itself.
Feel any tension in the body and just relax, relax, relax. Now pay attention to the muscles on your face. Is there worry, anxiety on your face? Why do you need to keep that kind of facial expression? Let the muscles on your face relax, relax, no need to frown. Have soft face. Again, the face doesn't belong to you. All those muscles on your face. The muscles around your eyes. The muscles behind the eyes. You can feel the muscles behind your right eyeball. How much effort has been doing all day. Let the muscles behind your right eyeball relax. And same with the left. All the muscles which allow us to see need to relax for a while. And those strong muscles on your cheekbone On your right cheek bone, the muscles on the left cheek. Allow your jaw to be nice and soft. Let it relax, relax. And the tongue inside of your mouth. Allow it to rest for a while.
and hopefully your whole head is nice and soft and relaxed and kind. You start feeling like you're sitting inside of a big bowl. There's outside world. But it doesn't affect us anymore so much. There's noises outside. But they don't worry you so much anymore. The world doesn't interest you. You're just happy to sit there inside of your own blue balloon. Just relax. in your own world. Relax. Just enjoy this space of the happiness of the mind, relaxed, soft and gentle, which comes from the relaxed body. For a while the body is just floating along in the space. Enjoy this feeling. And it brings joy in the mind. Just relax. Enjoy the feeling. And the mind is calming down. 
see if you can see the glimpse of breath moving somewhere. The breath is somewhere in the space. Your breath is not yours. It's almost like the waves coming in and out on their own pace. It's here and there. It's hard to see where the breath is in the beginning. Somewhere in the space. Even if your mind starts wandering some point, just think, this is good enough. This is good enough. I'm happy to just to be here. Enjoy the space for a while. And if, see if there's somewhere, somewhere in that space, the movement of the breath, going in and out, then it disappears, then it goes in and out again. Just relax, relax with the breath for a while.
Perhaps your mind is just now starting to calm down. Then it's time to look at the breath again for a little while. See your breath flowing in and out, in and out. You are still alive. Now feel what it feels in your body. Is your body different than it was when we started? Is there health and relaxation in your body? Can you see how the body feels healthier when you allow it to rest for a while? Now feel your mind. Is it a little bit softer? Is there a little bit of removed feeling from the world? From your old problems? I will ring the bell now and then when you feel you can come back to this world
Very good. Any questions online or in the audience? Thank you very much, Ajahn. If there are any questions in the room, we'll take one now and then just alternate between questions here in the room and the online questions. There are, there are a few online already. Does anyone have a question they'd like to ask? Just please raise your hand and I'll bring the microphone to you. Everybody's based out. Let's see what the... Oh, there's one. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you talked earlier about how mindfulness can, could potentially help diseases like Alzheimer's. How can it help other diseases like, I don't know, cancer or other physical diseases? Yeah, there's only so much... Um, I'm not promising miracle cures here, that's for sure. And whether it helps in Alzheimer's that much. I think if you start seeing how your mind affects your body, you're already on the track. I think there's a lot of time where we make our bodies sick because we don't pay attention to the, what the body is telling us. There might be a lot of worry which you have on your chest and maybe that causes a cancer. Who knows? We need to start paying more attention to the, what the body is telling us. body is giving us signals all the time. But we either push it away or we get angry at it. Also, I think one thing, which is, I, I don't think it's appreciated enough, if your mind is happy, your body is more relaxed. A relaxed body is more at ease. We can shed a lot of health problems we have in our bodies. So, if we really put effort into having the uh, having a mind which is at ease, kind mind, soft mind, then diseases perhaps cannot affect us so much. Or maybe they don't last that long. Or maybe simply you don't worry about it so much. Maybe you still get sick. But if your mind is at ease, it's easy to take the sickness. If you try to push anything away, it tends to stick longer. If you get angry at being sick, it's like a double whammy. But if you realize that it's just nature, nothing to do with me, it's just the body getting sick, I just have to do my best to take care of it, 
it's not so so much we have to worry about it it's not so um anxiety producing it's not something you 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 tend to make a mess that's the problem we 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 think we in charge and the what we do is more more times we make a bigger mess than what it is the body knows how to deal with sicknesses so when we pay attention i think there's many benefits not just one but i think if you whether it helps with uh, alzheimer's or mind um dementia i think if you're mine is very very sharp it doesn't affect you you so much you still are more lucid but um you will still get sick you still die all these things happen to us whether you meditate or not very good anything online Thank you, Arjun. Um, there was just before I asked, uh, read the first question, there's a comment uh, that someone wrote. Yes, Arjun, my dad was an amazing practicing Buddhist and meditated without fail daily since he was three or four years old. Although he was increasingly forgetful in later years, he was still mindful. <laughs> That's good. It's a nice story. Uh, there is, a, I'll just go to the more urgent questions um, with people's uh, patients. Um, the first one online question that I'll read out is uh, Bhante, would you please give guidance about intense energy from the survival response affecting the body when we are trying to stay focused with breath, but fear becomes too much in the meditation? Right. Um, I'm not sure what that survival. What was the word? Survival something? Survival response. All oh, right. Okay. So you want to be alive. Okay. Um, I think when you practice more and more and you, you, we actually talked about that, whether it was yesterday or today on the retreat, that the fear of death can come. And once, if you're not used to it yet, the fear of death can come all of a sudden when the body starts disappearing or even when the mind starts coming down and that can keep us taking away it, it takes us away from having those kind of calm states of mind you just have to keep at it keep at it and trust that a lot of people have done this before no one's died meditating it doesn't happen. Just have faith. If you have that anxiety coming, the fear of death, the, um, just be with it. Look at it with calm, uh, calmness. And have faith, have trust in this, in this practice. And it gets easier. Mindfulness and wisdom always have to come together. The wisdom part of, of your body and your mind is that there's not ultimately nothing there which belongs to you. Your body belongs to nature. It will get sick, 
it will die when it's time. The best thing for you is just to get out of the way as much as you can. The mind might have fear. But if you look at the fear with like a friend, if you look at the anxiety like a friend, something which is there, it either lessens it or it either or it disappears completely. If you have the anxiety coming and you welcome it with your open arms, thank you for coming again. Here I can see your anxiety. Here's the worry. And you look at it, it disappears. Just the knowledge, knowing of the fear of death. When you're brave enough to look at it, look at it long enough, it won't stay. And it's just the nature of something. When you pay attention to something, you see it changing. You see the start seeing those changes. Nothing is ever solid. Everything is always moving, changing, something different. Really, if you pay attention to that, you start seeing the change. And just that fact makes it a lot, lot less. Nothing is ever solid, always going to be there permanently, non-changing. Look at the change in the fear of death. It's perhaps a bit technical to say, but just to pay attention to that makes it easier, I would say. Make, keep it simple. Yes, more. Thank you, Ajahn. Is there another question here in the room tonight? Um, I, my question is something that I've noticed um, after I've been doing meditation for a bit longer. Um, I've noticed, like, oh, we talked about it at retreat too, that um, sleeping you will kind of wake up. So I've noticed that that's been happening a little bit more often, that I'm kind of drowsing, but then my body will move to kind of go, oh, be alert. You mean while um, meditating? Oh. No, whilst trying to sleep. Oh, no, while trying to that's sleep. not good. <laughs> while trying to sleep. And, yeah, I noticed that when you mentioned it, or I think someone asked the question, I thought, oh, that has been happening. But but um, I was just wondering about waking up at 4 a.m. It's a very mm -hmm. specific time, and there's lots of things on the internet that says gives reasons as to why waking up to 4 a.m. is a normal thing to do or it's a spiritual thing to do or it's, you know, there are mm. all these theories. But is that something that's connected to, uh, you know, getting up and doing some meditation at that time of morning? Is this a normal thing to happen? Oh, no, no, it's no. not normal. <laughs> Internet gives you a lot of things. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. Um, you can find anything online. Um, sure, waking up in the morning, it's it's good time to meditate and um when you have more mindfulness and you're more calmness and you meditate, you you tend to rest deeper, and so you where you didn't you weren't used to waking up for, and now you're waking up for. It could be it definitely could be the 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 cause that you've been practicing, and you're so you rested to, throughout the day. You didn't have so much stress, so you rested better. The body knows now it's enough. Enough you you rested enough. The body knows you you wake up. 
And if you feel like um, it's not due because of the you have anxiety, you have some kind of stress of the day, and you wake up and you cannot rest. If you feel that, it's a good sign. You feel like yeah, it's, I could practice, I could meditate now. It's a good sign. But it will change. Your work life takes over after maybe this weekend. It was really nice. You meditated more, and it was a long weekend, and you were removed a little bit from that. So you you were naturally doing that, and it does happen when you on retreat times. The amount of sleep goes down, and you wake up early naturally. So um, I do th- there's nothing magical about the four. I mean, it could be three or two, and I've I've noticed them for myself as well. Like um, I, I I tend to sleep way less during the rains retreat when we meditate when we do have the three months range retreat that it gets. But it is it's annoying if you tend to. The mind, you you not be able to let go of the mindfulness. It is it is difficult, but you get used to that as well. You eventually will be. It doesn't happen anymore once you get better at it. And there's actually a something where when you're more and more relaxed, you tend to have confidence, then you can just let go. So. Yeah, you start noticing. Okay, I'm I'm drifting off. Just let go, let go, and you do fall asleep. Where instead of just jolting back to the, back to the um, back to awake, but it it definitely can happen that it's difficult to sleep because you've been conditioning yourself to be alert. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ajahn. The next online question is, is it okay to meditate with a full stomach after a meal? Um, is it okay? I, I wonder why people always ask, like, as if there's something wrong about meditating four o'clock in the morning with a full stomach. Uh, well, I, I, I do find it is difficult to meditate with full stomach. So um, there's a reason why us monastics stop eating after midday, and we, we do have this long fasting periods of the since midday but uh, it is difficult there's nothing wrong about meditating with full stomach but boy it, is it more difficult yeah for sure it is more difficult um, so I, I do notice that the the energy level goes down and some some traditions they they, they recommend for monks to go for walk after eating because we tend to eat a lot in one go so they recommend go for walk and then it stabilizes your energy a little bit but i'm a bit lazy so i tend to snooze off <laughs> but I, I do take walks sometimes but yeah um yeah it is difficult so again mindfulness and wisdom goes together so you eat to keep your body health healthy and you you know when you're eating it enough and you say that's enough and then you stop eating and then that sustains your energy levels better than instead of eating too much and then you're definitely too tired and again you know what did the sutta say about this the well the buddha said to eat to truth did he say 
so he well, I can't remember what's the amount but he said don't don't eat your stomach full leave a little bit of space always in the stomach that's interesting it does say that in the whether it's a vinaya or sutta, I don't remember now, but it says like two-thirds you, you can eat and then one-third leave it empty. But it, it, it is mentioned in the suttas. Very good. Anything else? We have a couple of minutes. One more, one more online yeah, question, Ajahn, sure. just quickly. No, no. All right. Dear Ajahn, could you please share your understanding on how sense restraint and higher ethical conduct is a support for meditation. Um, it is hard to be mindful if your ethical conduct conduct is not purified. If you if you're not a basically what happens when you meditate, you it's almost like a mirror. You know what happened throughout the day. That's you're looking at your mind. If you're being an angry person, if you're being an unethical person, if you're using intoxicants. That's what you're looking at. Um, so naturally, when you meditate more and more, and more and more you're mindful how things other people tell you affects your mind, naturally you correct your own way of speaking. When you see, when you feel for yourself how other people's behavior affects you, you naturally correct your own behavior, bodily behavior. When you see how, when you've been unkind, how, how it leaves the, body, the mind, it leaves a stain in your mind, how difficult it is to live with that when you're being angry at somebody, when you're being n nasty with somebody. You know that feeling. Naturally, the more you meditate, the more mindful you are. You restrain from those things. And the same goes with sense restrainment. If you indulge your, uh, so to speak, in life, whatever that means for you, it is hard to be in a calm, quiet place. Your mind, if you excite your mind all the time, every day, all of a sudden to jump somewhere where it's quiet, you are more agitated. So naturally, naturally, again, it happens when you are learn to be in a quiet space with your mind, hang out with your mind, be aware of your mind, be mindful. You start seeing that it was like, that really agitates my mind. Whether it's going to parties or having a lot of chit-chat, going to coffee shop every day with your mates, all of, all of those things, they start, to start, they start falling away from your life quite naturally. And you start seeing them with the different eyes. Do I really want to do that? Does it really bring me happiness, a lot of these things? Or is it just a lot of waste of time, a lot of just... Um, something which doesn't uplift my mind. So naturally, I've, over the years I know a lot of meditators and I've seen it myself and a lot of other people, you start actually being less and less interested of the outside world. It is quite natural. It tends to happen. I don't know a lot of people who tell me that they are you know, party hardies and still meditate. It doesn't seem to happen. You 
somehow the restrainment happens automatically. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And uh, we hope I, we see you again. Salud, salud.